Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick? And apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Husband! Wife! Do you remember where we are and what we're doing now? Well, obviously, we're still in Isaiah because this is a ridiculously long book. It is. But they're short chapters, usually. They are. And we just got done talking about how God is going to kill lots of people in Egypt, Ethiopia, Assyria, maybe Israel. Um, well, Judah. Israel, Judah, yeah. Yeah. So there's lots of people that are going to die. And they're all tools. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And they're all being used as tools. Well, at least the ones that aren't uh, Israelites. Right. So maybe some of them are being used. I mean, I guess Isaiah is technically being used as yeah, a tool. Yeah. So A tool to bring others a, to God or whatever. A naked tool. A naked tool. <laughs> but was he naked or wasn't he? Well, if you listen to the Q&A that we just did, then that's debatable. Mm-hmm. So. He may or may not have had undies on. That's right. That's right. So I think the last regular episode that we left off on was Isaiah chapter 20. Yes, it was. Which means that today we're going to be reading... Isaiah chapter 21. All right, let's do this. Okie dokie. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Okay, so here we are in Isaiah chapter 21. Okay. And um, I'm about to start reading it, but I do want to tell you that this chapter has a bunch of small sections in it. Okay. All like little, an oracle about this, a prophecy about that. Got it. Okay. Okay. So here we go. A prophecy against the desert by the sea. The desert by the sea. That one desert. That one desert by by the sea. By that one sea. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yep. Like whirlwinds sweeping through the Southland, an invader comes from the desert, from a land of terror. A dire vision has been shown to me, me being Isaiah. Yeah. The traitor. The traitor betrays. The looter takes loot. Elam, attack. Medea, lay siege. I will bring to an end all the groaning she caused. At this, my body is racked with pain. Pangs seize me like those of a woman in labor. Mm. I am staggered by what I hear. I am bewildered by what I see. My heart falters. Fear makes me tremble. The twilight I longed for has become... A horror to me. This sounds like a ghost story. Right, right. I was thinking, you know, like with the desert and everything and the prophecies and all this. Mm-hmm. It start like one of my favorite book series is uh, Dune. Mm-hmm. And, and some of this sounds like it comes straight from fucking Dune. That's because some of Dune comes straight from the fucking Bible. <laughs> <laughs> dum, dum. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Right. They set the tables. They spread the rugs. They eat. They drink. Get up, you officers. Oil the shields. This is what the Lord says to me. Go, post a lookout, and have him report what he sees. When he sees chariots with teams of horses, riders on donkeys, or riders on camels, let him be alert, fully alert. What about riders on the wind? (laughs) Riders on the wind. Is that, yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's a good song. Yeah. And the lookout shouted, day after day, my lord, I stand on the watchtower. Every night I stay at my post. Look, here comes a man in a chariot with a team of horses. Oh. And he gives back the answer. Babylon has fallen, has fallen. All the images of its gods lie shattered on the ground. He sees all that from the outpost on mm-hmm. the tower mm-hmm. thing? He's no, really the, good... one guy, the, the one guy is leading a team of horses and... And he just came from there, and he's shouting oh, to the lookout. Oh, okay, okay. I yeah, get it. yeah. He's I get shouting it. from where he just came from. He's sure. like, dude, 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 Babylon just fell. What, what? Got it. My people who are crushed on the threshing floor, I tell you what I have heard from the Lord Almighty, from the God of Israel. A lot of things happen on the threshing floor. They do. Do you notice that? Like, that's yeah. a very popular place in the Bible. That's a great place to meet up. Yeah. We should. We should... Name, if we ever have a store, we should name it The Threshing Floor. There's probably a church somewhere called The Threshing Floor. I bet you're right. It would right. be a great name, I, I think. That's what I just said. Oh, is it? I'm dumb. Yeah, I said if we ever had a bookstore, we should call oh, it yeah, The Threshing Floor. Oh, yeah, a bookstore. Book yeah, but I'm saying, I'm saying for a church, though, it would be a great oh, name. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're you right. Know, maybe. I don't know. I'd have to look into all the imagery of what it, you know, 
Yeah. Because it's not great here. No, so. <laughs> no, no. But they do meet up there a lot. Yes, they do. Right. I know Ruth was in a threshing floor at one point. Yes, yes. Yes, she was. Yeah. Okay. So now we are reading the next bit, okay. which is a prophecy against Duma. Duma. Got okay. it. Yes. Someone calls to me from the seer, Watchman, what is left of the night? Watchman, what is left of the night? You repeat your sentence when you're going for word count. Ah, okay. <laughs> the watchman replies, morning is coming, but also the night. If you would ask, then ask and come back yet again. <laughs> okay. I don't. Such a profound statement. Morning I'm... is coming and also the night. Yeah, that's that's what happens in a linear time frame. As it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might definitely need a um, recap of all these chapters again. Yeah, this if, is. If this they're is... going to. Keep going like this. This is very very um, odd. Right. It's compared to what we've been reading. Yeah. Yeah. These are almost like little mini stories or something. Speaking of little mini stories, here's the next one. Okay. Yeah. A prophecy against Arabia. Okay. You caravans of Dedanites who camp in the thickets of Arabia, bring water for the thirsty. You who live in Tima, bring food for the fugitives. They flee from the sword, from the drawn sword. From the bent bow and from the heat of battle, this is what the Lord says to me. Within one year, as a servant bound by contract would count it, all the splendor of Kedar will come to an end. The survivors of the archers, the warriors of Kedar, will be few. The Lord, the God of Israel, has spoken the end. Okay, so a bunch of prophecies. A bunch of people are dying and apparently God's causing it, maybe. A bunch of prophecies about a bunch of little places that are getting attacked. Yeah. And they're all running around to each other saying, I got attacked. My place was attacked. What about See your place? Yeah, this... my place was attacked too. See how true this true is? It's true. It's true. Yeah. Because we said Cause it, it happened. They, they came running on chariots. Yeah. And then they, they said that the night and the morning were coming. So mm-hmm. it's true. That happens. Yeah. Sure. Okay. That's all I got. That's that's it? That's it. I said the end. Oh, well, shit. The Lord, the God of Israel has spoken. The end. I didn't have, like, so normally, like, I have a lot of things to say while we're listening to it, or mm-hmm. while I'm listening to you read it, mm-hmm. but there wasn't really a lot to comment on this time, because it was just a bunch of small little stories small about stuff that doesn't really... Vignettes. I don't know what they're referring to. Well, At least not yet, not till we dig into this one. They're all separate little places that are being attacked, right. and so they're all, like... Men running from one town to another saying, my town's under attack. And them going, us too. And then running somewhere else and going, what about your town? Is your town under attack too? But is yeah, this supposed yeah, to be is. current time or is this prophecies that, that um, I think Isaiah is still prophesizing? They're prophecies, but I think they're near prophecies. Well, I mean, we've discussed that before. It yeah. seems like a lot of these are, are going to be soon to happen. That's what a near, right, right, right. a near prophecy yeah, no, is. I, I know. I was okay. agreeing with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> just checking but um but yeah i'd i'd, I'd want to know more about if and when these came true or whatever like mm-hmm. now even so i've I, I read some studying about like last week's stuff where people were like and this did happen and it's like well but the prophecies are so vague that mm-hmm. they could be interpreted to mean anything and also were they written before or after this happened right i mean i i don't know these things for sure Right? right? Like, that would be something I would be interested in knowing, too. When they what, were written, What do biblical who? scholars say about when these things were written? Were they written after the fact, or were they actually written before? Right. And if they were written before, I mean, you know, people still buy Nost- books by Nostradamus because he supposedly 
prophesizes things that are still happening, right. which is bullshit. They're just vague story. It, it's like doing a fucking, um, what do you call those things? The horoscopes. Mm-hmm. You, you just say some words that sound like they could be true. And then people are like, yeah, that's totally what happened. I mean, she said I was going to have a bad week and I did. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's All right. Kind of questionable at best, I think. Definitely. So that was Isaiah chapter 21. Sure as fuck was. And we will be back tomorrow with... Isaiah chapter 22. All right. We'll see you guys then. Yep. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember where the hell we are and what the hell we're doing? We are in Isaiah and Mm -hmm. we just got done reading Isaiah chapter 21, I believe. Correct. And in that episode, there were a lot of mini prophecy things. Mm-hmm. About Babylon and uh, Duma and Arabia. Yeah. Yeah. And there's mm-hmm. some guy riding in a horse yelling, ah! The British are coming! The British are coming! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it went. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how that went. <laughs> so, uh, since we read Isaiah chapter 21 yesterday... That would mean that today we're getting into... Isaiah chapter 22. All right, let's go do this. Okie dokie. Okay, so now we are hopping into Isaiah chapter 22. Okay. A prophecy against the Valley of Vision. The Valley of Vision. Lasik. That's a really cool name. Right? I mean... Yeah. The Valley of Vision. Right. Like it sounds like the name of a book or something. It really does. Yeah. What troubles you now that you have all gone up on the roofs, you town so full of commotion? Maybe they didn't have battlement on top of the roofs. (laughs) You city of tumult and revelry. Ooh, that sounds like they're doing bad things like in Sodom and Gomorrah. Revelry. That's just like a standard thing that happens in the Bible. Mm -hmm. They do bad things. God kills them. Yep. Your slain were not killed by the sword, nor did they die in battle. All your leaders have fled together. They have been captured without using the bow. All you who were caught were taken prisoner together, having fled while the enemy was still far away. Wait, how do you get captured when the enemy is still far away? Um, I think it's kind of like he's saying you were dead before you even knew it. Okay. Because... You were doing bad things, so you were already caught they, even before the enemy came and caught you. I okay. Like you're the walking because dead. Because you're kind of. because you're going against God, right? You're going against God. So you're you're done before you're even done. Yes. Okay. Exactly. That's that's my interpretation. Okay. I haven't done any studying, so I could be way off. But they were also talking about people that were slain and, and then he went right into how they were captured. Right, but that's a prophecy of what's coming. So he's like I see that you guys are going to be captured, but the truth is you're already captured now and you don't even know it. Okay. That's what I'm taking from this. Sure. I could be totally wrong. Okay. Therefore, I said, turn away from me. Let me weep bitterly. Do not try to console me over the destruction of my people. The Lord, the Lord Almighty has a day of tumult and trampling and terror in the Valley of Vision. A day of battering down walls and of crying out to the mountains. Elam takes up the quiver with her charioteers and horses. Kir uncovers the shield. Your choicest valleys are full of chariots and horsemen are posted at the city gates. 
So it sounds like they're surrounded by the enemy. Mm-hmm. And that may be, like if we're going for like an actual way that they're captured, they're captured by being surrounded. Right. That and they're, be... they're pinned in. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Sure. I Makes as good a sense as any. Right, right. The Lord stripped away the defenses of Judah, and you looked in that day to the weapons in the palace of the forest. I don't know what palace of the forest is any more than the Valley of Vision, but (laughs) these are some very cool names. Yeah. You saw that the walls of the city of David were broken through in many places. You stored up water in the lower pool, like they were doomsday preppers. Yeah. Yeah, right? Apparently it turned out, I guess that worked out well this time. I mean. They're like, it's the doomsday now, so we need that shit. <laughs> we better store up some water <laughs> because n- next door neighbors uh, got slashed. They right. got wrecked. Right. So we're going to prep. Yeah. You counted the buildings in Jerusalem and tore down houses to strengthen the wall. Oh, my mm. God. Mm. You built a reservoir between the two walls for the water of the old pool. But you did not look to the one who made it or have regard for the one who planned it long ago. So, again, he's saying you guys are taking all these actions, but the one thing you didn't do was turn to God. Right, right. The Lord, the Lord Almighty called you on that day to weep and to wail, to tear out your hair and put on a sackcloth. It's always the sackcloth. He's got to put it on, though, not off. Yeah. But see, there is joy and revelry, slaughtering of cattle and killing of sheep, eating of meat and drinking of wine. Let us eat and drink, you say, for tomorrow we die. The Lord Almighty has revealed this in my hearing. Till your dying day, this sin will not be atoned for, Oh, says the Lord, the Lord Almighty. Okay. Sorry Sorry. they had a hamburger before (laughs) death. I mean, I have to admit, like, if I was about, like, if I knew that there was an impending battle. Right. I'd be like, well, we got tonight, so I guess let's have some fun and, you know, eat some shit that's good. Stay tonight and fight the break of dawn. Come tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll be gone. Right? Yes. Yes. Or however that song goes. Right, Right. I mean, that's what I was thinking. Like, yeah, we might as well, you know. Empty our freezer and have a feast. Yeah. Where tomorrow we die. Yeah. I mean, either we die or we win. And if we win, we can go out and get more food. Right. So. Right. Because that's what winning means. Right. Yeah. Winning means grocery shopping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we're moving into a new section of this chapter. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is what the Lord, the Lord Almighty says. I'm noticing like this repetition of the Lord, the Lord Almighty well, that yeah. I hadn't seen before. Right, right. And I'm not enjoying it. Well, you not... got to, you got to, he's got to make sure that you know he's almighty. That one Lord. That one Lord, he's almighty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think about this. Like when they say the Lord, what they mean is master, the master, <laughs> the master. I must bow before my master. Right. I am the weak thing before my master. <laughs> right? Like, why do you want to be like that? Why do you want to yeah. be Igor? I, I don't right? know. Yeah. Okay, this is what the Lord, the Lord Almighty says. Go, say to this steward, to Shebna, the palace administrator, what are you doing here? And who gave you permission to cut out a grave for yourself here? Cut out a what? Cut out a grave for yourself here. Oh, okay. Hewing hewing your grave on the height and chiseling your resting place in the rock. 
I, I don't know who gave him permission. I didn't tell you to build a fucking grave here. Why are you doing it? <laughs> right. Wait, um, I'm about to die, so I'm going to have me some hamburgers, and I'm going to go ahead and pick out my plot. <laughs> right? Like, I'm not understanding, like... Yeah, I don't know. I'm about to die, yo. Can you just not? Sure. Just get off my fucking back. Right. Beware, the Lord is about to take firm hold of you and hurl you away, you mighty man. Wow. He will roll you up tightly like a ball and throw you into a large country. Way over there. Into a large country. Okay. Yeah. He's going to catapult your ass. Okay. Yeah. Is, it, is this like at the this is like at the circus where they shoot you out of the cannon? Shoot him into another large country. Yeah. 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 There you will die. Womp womp. Well, shit. And there the chariots you were so proud of will become a disgrace to your master's house. Mm. I'm always ashamed of my chariots. Yeah. I mean, like, when I drive a shitty car, I'm ashamed of it. <laughs> I mean, it's better than not having a car. Right. That's what I always think. Like, honestly, when I go to the grocery store and people are, like, trying to park far away so that nobody hits their car, I'm like, man, I don't give a shit what my car looks like. Also, I don't really understand the uh, the how that works out for them. Because, like, if you park... Somewhere really far away in the odd part of the parking lot, mm-hmm. someone not paying attention wouldn't really expect you to be there. Right. I I wonder. I bet more cars get blasted into that try to park in the remote spots of a fucking parking place. You think? Than when they park just regularly. Well, they're trying to avoid nicks and dings and right. baskets, stray baskets rolling. You into might them. avoid nicks and dings and baskets, but you are more likely, in my opinion. To get just blasted into by some car shooting across the parking lot. I would like to see the stats on that. that right, I'm yeah. curious now about that. I wonder if anybody tracks that. If anybody knows where to get that information, I am curious about that. Yeah. That seems like something that would be cool to know. Right. So that I can make fun of people who do that and be like, <laughs> you're actually more likely to get crashed into. Right, right. Or conversely, I could say, smart move, smart move. Yeah, yeah. You know? Whichever it is. Maybe you're wrong. Right. Who knows? I, could, I definitely could be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. I don't know how. Oh, cars, chariots. Yeah. Ashamed. Right. Got it. Mm-hmm. I will depose you from your office and you will be ousted from your position. In that, I love the word ousted. <laughs> In that day, I will summon my servant, Eliakim, 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 son of Hilkiah. I will clothe him with your robe and fasten your sash around him Mm. and hand your authority over to him. He will be a father to those who live in Jerusalem and to the people of Judah. I will place on his shoulder the key to the house of David. What he opens, no one can shut. And what he shuts, no one can open. Hmm. That sounds like a problem. Well, like, if you if he goes away, then you can't do anything. Like, if he shuts the fridge, I can't get into the fridge. Right. But then if he opens it, it's got to stay open and let all the yeah, air out. That sounds like a bunch of shit. I don't understand. I don't like, I don't like that. That's a bad plan. Yeah, it's bad. All around. I will drive him like a pet. Yeah, you will. He's going to peg him. What? <laughs> I will drive him like a peg into a firm place. He will become a seat of honor for the wait, house wait, wait, of his hold father. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You said firm after you just got done with all those sexual and mm-hmm. um, whatever. I'm having trouble with words Sexual today. innuendos. Yeah, yes. that's what I meant. 
mm-hmm. and and you didn't say anything about firm. I thought that you just you 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 saw me roll my eyes the whole way through the whole thing you went yeah. through there before. Mm-hmm. But then you get to firm and you're just like whatever. Because you had already rolled your eyes so much, I was like, <laughs> I've already gotten away with all that I can. Anything past this, you're gonna like start giving me the. So this was you conceding to me some some, um, niceness. Yes. Okay. Because I knew if I did one more thing in that particular moment, like I got to spread them out. Uh That was too much in one moment. If I had went with the firm and went, (laughs) then you would have done like the the hand across your neck, like where you're like, stop. Right. Right. Yeah. So, I was getting pretty close. Just, I know. Just for the record. I could tell. That's why I was like, I'm going to let this one go. Right. Okay. I'm going to let it ride. All right. All okay? right. Yep. I, I think that You that did good. I'm proud. Good. I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks, Yeah, husband. you did a great job there. Thanks. Yeah. All the glory of his family will hang on him. It's offspring and offshoots. All its lesser vessels. From the bowls to all the jars. <laughs> from the bowls to all the jars? What? And the cups and the glasses. I don't, what? And okay. the plates and the platters. Right, yeah. The pans and the pots. Okay. Okay? hmm In that day... In that day. ...declares the Lord Almighty, the peg driven into the firm place <laughs> will give way. Okay. Ooh, it will be sheared off, ouch, and will fall, and the load hanging on it will be cut the fuck down. Mm. Boom. The Lord has spoken the end. See, gotta be honest. I I was too busy laughing and having yeah. fun, and I didn't catch a lot. Of, I don't know. I don't. I why well, I, I was paying attention, and I I still don't. There's some guy that's powerful that he's gonna get shot into another land and then die, and then his son, one of his sons, God's gonna make powerful, and then give him his robe or he's whatever, get his robe and shit, and then everything will be good until the peg gets severed, and then the load will come tumbling down. I guess that's okay. I I don't know. Okay, well, I, Isaiah is very confusing. It this, really this dude, is. He's he's not real clear. Like I don't understand why do people that speak in prophecies have to speak so vaguely and and shitty? Like you can't understand what they're fucking getting at. No, just like, say what, just, just say, say what it, you man. mean. Just yeah. say what is the if you see it, just tell us what it is. Right. And it's a lot like when they talk to God, they they they're like they're they're speaking in in ways that you can't understand what they mean. Why does it got to have these thousand those? Just like it was a house. I saw this house. It was about, it was two stories tall. It had columns. Like, just describe it. Right, right. Why do we have to say, well, when he says this, they actually mean that. I, I get imagery. I get, you know, comparing things to other things. I but get all that what stuff. what if you don't use imagery? Right. But I, and we've said this before, I think. Why in a book that we're trying to, this this is the word of God. Why can't God, for the ages, be a little bit more concise about what he means? Just be clear. Yeah, that's all I'm asking. Just be clear. You know, I shouldn't have to try so hard is all I'm saying. I'm not saying you can't intermix some beautiful, you know... Poesy. Yeah, in in there. That's totally fine. But, like, could you intermix it with some, like, exactness? Here's the thing. There are times when, sure, in all of those Psalms and Proverbs and what the fuck ever, sure, go nuts. Have fun. Make those as poetic and imagery driven as you want. You are delivering fucking prophecies. Right. I think that the listener deserves a little clarity. Well, and if you want us to believe a prophecy, the prophecy should be clear. Just be straight. Yeah, because like, if you are vague about what you're saying, then you're not going to... 
you're not going to elicit my support when it comes right. down to it because I'm going to be like, well, that could have meant a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You're choosing to interpret it that way. Yeah. But if you would have spelled it out, like just spelled it out, right? Mm-hmm. And said what's going to happen exactly, mm-hmm. no one could question that. Right. That's that's an actual thing, you know? Like right. that's a thing that happened or didn't happen or whatever. Right. You're either right or wrong at that point. Mm-hmm. But when you're when you're doing this stuff and beating around the bush about it, people are going to say, I call bullshit. And you know what? I think we're right to say, I call bullshit. Yeah. Same, same. same. So whatever. I'm Fuck, with fucking you, bro. Isaiah's prophecies are crap. I think so. Um, I also think that our Q&A this weekend is going to be similar to the one that we did for this last weekend. Yeah. Where it's going to be a summary, like a do-over. Where no, I go back over the chapters and be like, here's what actually happened. I'm getting the impression that a lot of our episodes in Isaiah are going to require a very thorough mm-hmm. Q&A at the end of the week. Because there's a lot of mention, there's a lot of name dropping. Yes. There's a lot of name dropping. And geography. And places and things that I can't keep track of when we're, because like the way we read it, we're reading it through without doing a lot of research ahead of time. Right. And we're just kind of reacting as we go through. And that's the way we've always done it. Yeah. But this is very difficult to follow without Mm -hmm. doing some of that. And so I, I think more than any other time in our podcast, these Q and A's are going to be very, very important if you want to follow the story. Yeah. If If you just like hearing us banter, then, you know, whatever, fuck it. Yeah. That's fine too. Yeah. But I know a lot of our more core listeners kind of skip the Q and A's and I get it. Like it's not me reading the Bible. So I get that. But just FYI, like the one from last Saturday, I know husband found it very helpful. Yeah. And um, we heard from some other listeners in our discord that they found it helpful. Yeah. And so I think we're just going to have to do that throughout Isaiah because he's a fuck stick. Right. Definitely. So on that note, now that Isaiah is a fuckstick, mm-hmm. um, we're done with it, I think. Yeah. So that was Isaiah chapter 22. It was. Where it sure Isaiah was. was a fuckstick. Mm-hmm. And that means that tomorrow we'll be back reading... Isaiah chapter 23. All right. We'll see you guys then. Yep. Bye. Husband. Wife. Do you remember where we are and what the hell we're doing and what's going on with this Isaiah guy? Well, we just finished Isaiah chapter 22. We sure as fuck did. And I think in the last episode, we got confused. Sure. So, um, I don't remember much, honestly, about it other than they were talking about this guy that got blown into another country. (laughs) And... Um, I can't even remember the first part. Like, oh, they were surrounded or something, and and they were um captured before they were captured. Yeah. So yeah, there's lots some, of prophecies, stuff like that. Yeah, prophecies. Yeah, mm-hmm. there were prophecies. Yeah. And they were vague as fuck. Very. Yeah. Vague. Yeah. So, uh, having done tw- chapter twenty two yesterday, that means we are getting into what today? Isaiah chapter twenty three. All right, you ready to do this? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we are hopping back into isaiah chapter 23 okay and we got more oracles coming oh boy 
See, here's the thing, though. Wait, more oracles? You mean, like, are... Or- Prophecies. Oh, okay, okay. See, that's what I was just going to say. Like, sometimes they're referred to as oracles, and sometimes they're referred to as prophecies. Yeah. And, I thought oracles were people. Well, an oracle is a person, but you can also deliver an oracle, which is a prophecy. Oh, okay. It's like, it's like prophet, prophecy is two separate words, but oracle covers both. Does Got that make it. sense? Sure. Whatever. Yeah. Just trust me. It's a thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. A prophecy against Tyr. Up against, uh, this is a city, maybe? Tyr. Tyr. Okay, Tyr. T-Y-R-E. Got it. Yeah. Tyr, Tyr. Sure. I like Tyr. Yeah, Tyr. Okay. Whale, you ships of Tarshish. For Tyr, Tyr. Is that is whale? I'm sorry. Whale. I can never tell if you're saying well or whale when you whale. say that. Whale. Like, whale. Okay. Whale. Okay. Like it's just that sometimes you, it's just that sometimes you jump into like a Whale. southern accent, and so I can't really tell. Right. So I, I have to ask. Okay, so he's telling the ships to wail, like to mourn and moan and yeah, groan. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's saying, "Wail, you ships of Tarshish, for Tyr is destroyed and left without house or harbor. From the land of Cyprus, word has come to them: Be silent, you people of the island, and you merchants of Sidon." Whom the seafarers have enriched. Oh, there's this. Wait, the seafarers. Didn't we cover them back in? We did. Wasn't that that like vague group of people that no mm-hmm. one knew exactly who they were? Like they just. Possibly. Sometimes came up. And that was back in like Exodus maybe or yeah, somewhere in that time early. frame. It was early on. It was early on. Yeah. I don't know that they're referring to the same people, but it's interesting. It is you know, interesting. It came up sort of. Right. Um, I just find it interesting that they're. The phrasing of this is always, do this, you guys. Do that, you guys. Right, right. It, it's very interesting. Yeah. Just the phrasing. It is. It is. Sorry. Okay. I'm continuing now. <laughs> On the great waters came the grain of the shy whore. The not shy whore. Yeah, Not no, a whore right. that's shy. Right. It's the name of a city or something. Got it. Shy right. whore. The harvest of the Nile was the revenue of Tyr. And she became the marketplace of the nations. Be ashamed, Sidon, you fortress of the sea, for the sea has spoken. I have neither been in labor nor given birth. I have neither reared sons nor brought up daughters. This is very poetic. Yeah. When word comes to Egypt, they will be in anguish at the report from Tyr. Cross over to Tarshish. Wail, you people of the island. Is this your city of revelry, the old, old city whose feet have taken her to settle in far-off lands? Who planned this against Tyr, the bestower of crowns, whose merchants are princes, whose traders are renowned in the earth? The Lord Almighty planned it, to bring down her pride in all her splendor, and to humble all who are renowned on the earth. So, this is God again, taking... Vengeance against people that do not worship him, mm-hmm. and that, um, and again, this is a prophecy, so it's something that's apparently going to happen, right? Not necessarily that has happened, um, right? And and because they are prideful and don't worship him, and probably worship some sort of an idol or whatever, mm-hmm. he's going to kill them. Sure. Okay. I mean, I'm just. Why not? I'm trying to clarify. Like it's, it's it's very beautifully written. But it's also very dark and murdery. Murdery, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's like um, Edgar Allan Poe, kind of. Like, yeah. And then they walked the dark hallway, and he slit the throats. 
<laughs> you right, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yikes. Till your land as they do along the Nile, daughter Tarshish, for you no longer have a harbor. The Lord has stretched out his hand over the sea and made its kingdoms tremble. He has given an order concerning Phoenicia that her fortresses be destroyed. Mm. He said, no more of your reveling, virgin daughter Sidon, now crushed. Up, cross over to Cyprus. Even there you will find no rest. Um, is he, like, having these people just keep traveling everywhere? It seems that way, doesn't like, it? Like, I'm not really following it. Well, and, and he's mentioning so many different places that are, mm-hmm. you know, nearby that I feel like this could you, could, you could say about any number of things that might have happened back in those days. Mm-hmm. Oh, that kind of happened, so that was real. Right. That was a real prophecy. That happened. It just, it feels like um, he's following after them. And the people are just like running with their hands in the air and they're like, ah, and the God is coming after them and like raising the town and knocking everything down. And then the people move on to the next town going, ah, right, right. And then the God knocks that next town down. I'm kind of imagining that, that, uh, that scene in Monty Python and the Holy Grail where the the artist is drawing the monster and it's chasing them through the caves. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Only that's God, um, with regard to the Egyptians and the Ethiopians and Assyrians. Right. Yeah. Look at the land of the Babylons, this people that is now of no account. The Assyrians have made it a place for desert creatures. They raised up their siege towers. They stripped its fortresses bare and turned it into a ruin. Wail, you ships of Tarshish. Your fortress is destroyed. Man. At that time, Tyr will be forgotten for 70 years. Just 70, though. The span of a king's life. Okay. But well, why would we forget it, though? I don't know. Just, I mean, like, it's going to fall, and then we're just going to forget about it instantly for 70 years? Remember how there used to be a town over there? No. <laughs> remember how this road goes to this town? Does it? I don't you'd be remember like, that. You'd be that one person mm-hmm. that was like, I know this was a thing, goddammit. I would. Where the fuck... What happened to Tyr? I know it was here. Everybody seems to have forgotten that this was a thing. What planet am I on? Yeah, I, that's true. And yeah. I would, ooh, I'm, I'm already just frustrated just thinking about it because I'm always that person. Yeah. Like, I wake up and the whole world has decided that they love or hate something. And I'm like, I didn't get that, Mama. Yeah, like Nickelback? Yes. Right. I woke up one day and everybody was just trashing on Nickelback and, like, the internet hated them. And I'm like, oh, I, we hate Nickelback? But I just for it. the record, tell them how. You hated Nickelback before everybody else hated Nickelback (laughs) because you did not like his voice because you are a hipster. I'm just saying, I just wanted to clarify that, you know, I, I was, I was the original, you know, Nickelback hater. Here's the thing. I'm not saying people can't hate Nickelback. Right, right. It's just that I woke up one day and they were the butt of every joke. No, it's true. It's true. And it was very weird because we never talked about it. It just happened. But I have to say in their defense that after the fact, like they've played into some of the memes with regard to them pretty well. Like there's that photograph one. And like they've they've done some things that are pretty funny in response to Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that they don't mind being the butt of jokes. Right. No, if you, I think that if you're going to be the butt of a joke, you might as well be good humored about it because it just wins you points. Well, it reminds me of that time when um, Obama first saw the meme 
of himself <laughs> dipping a cookie that was too big into a glass of milk. And he, so he was like, ha that's really funny. Cause it goes, thanks Obama. Right. And so then like the next scene, it showed him actually trying to dip right. it. And he goes, oh, thanks, thanks Obama. Obama. <laughs> like that's great. That's yeah. fucking no, funny. You, you should always own jokes made about you. You know, it's the, one of the most terrible things that I've seen. Um, What's his name? Uh, Jimmy? No, not Jimmy. Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Does when he does thing. the mean tweets. Yeah. Yes. Some, every once in a while, someone comes on there and they read a tweet about them and they get really pissed they get off. so mad and I'm like, like, fuck you. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, like no, 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 no. That's not the correct response. No, yeah. Like, uh, the best ones are the ones that are like, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> right. Or, or they say something like, ha, gotcha, that's back. You right, know, yeah. Like, you can only make a comeback if it's a good comeback. Otherwise, you got to just, you know, yeah, I probably do smell like corn. Right, right, like, yeah. You know? Yeah, I can see that, right. Like, does my nose look like that? I never looked like Right. You know, you just got to own yeah, it. No, yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I love Kimmel's mean tweets. I mean, honestly. you know, they have their place, for sure. They have their place. <laughs> how did we get on that topic? I have no idea. Like, I lost track of how we lost track. Okay. So I, I have no oh, clue. Oh, because because at the end of seventy years. Oh of yeah, the yeah, town, yeah. We're tier, gonna forget tier about it. We already forgot about TRC. It works. It's true. Oh my god. <laughs> but at the end of these seventy years, it will happen to Tear, as in the song of the prostitute. What the fuck? You know that song? What is the song of the prostitute? I'm this. I need to know. Okay, I'm gonna do my best here. Wait, is there is there a song of the prostitute? This is the song of the prostitute. Take up a hark. Walk through the city, you forgotten prostitute. Play the harp well, sing many a song, so that you will be remembered. <laughs> That's terrible. Do we like that? That's terrible. It's, it's terribly great. Okay. Because because you did a great job and a great rendition there. Okay, so I the appreciate thing. what you did for that song, but that song is terrible. But here's the thing, though. it It's... Not as good rendered into English. No, I'm sure I know. if it was still in Hebrew or Greek or Latin that it would sound better. Are you sure about that? I'm not sure about well, that. Well, I think that it would sound more um, songish, songish, <laughs> and more somber, more serious, okay. All right. less silly. This, they definitely need to work on the name. The prostitute. <laughs> the song, song of, the of prostitute. the prostitute. Yeah, I'm gonna. I want that on my shirt do you this you is, want if you had a shirt for everything that you said you wanted the shirt for we wouldn't have any room for shirts in this fucking place okay i'm have i said the ones that i want from gilmore girls yes you have have i said it on here no i don't believe you have okay so i don't so know so wife is a big fan of gilmore girls first yeah, of all like, i was just huge gonna fans. say i don't know if any of you have listened i mean watched the show gilmore girls but and just let me put out there the show is definitely problematic Okay. Sure. Super um, ableist and um, privileged. Like, I fully, fully admit that it's completely um, problematic. Right. But I enjoyed it nonetheless. Yeah. And it's what feels like fall going into Christmas to me. And so it's been several years. And so I started watching it again. And I forgot. Well, there's this one character named Kirk. And um, it's played by um, Sean Gunn. And he... Um, he was in, um, oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. All yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, he's great. He plays a great side character. Got it. And and in Gilmore Girls, he's like every job, like every background job is him. He does every background job. Okay. Okay. So anyway, at one point, he's making shirts. And there's these two um, guys that come up and they're going to do this Edgar Allan Poe reading. But they got their signals crossed and they both ended up reading the same one they got had it. both accidentally picked the raven because what else are you going to yeah, read I mean, at a poe reading well i mean there are plenty of other good choices actually right but, but <laughs> it just makes sense so they were fighting each other so kurt um kirk made shirts that said faux pose are foes faux pose foes got it yeah like faux like f-a-u-x right pose foes right yeah yeah and i busted a gut i just i i love a good literary joke that was a really long winded way of saying you i want that t-shirt I you love, like t-shirts and you want t-shirts of things i i love t-shirts yeah that are clever sure okay so the harp with the prostitute and and the singing okay at the end of 70 years the lord will deal with tear she will return to her lucrative prostitution Okay. And will ply her trade <laughs> with all the kingdoms on the face of the earth. That is a lot of humping. And yeah. Well, I don't I don't think that that's what I think that they're saying this is they're they're calling the entire city a prostitute. Oh. And 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 Okay, sorry. so yeah, I, I don't think that they're they're oh, not it's not a city filled city, with it's not a city filled city with prostitutes. The city of Tyr is a prostitute. Right, right. Okay, yeah. got it. And and so the city is bad or whatever. Sure. Okay. Yes. Yet her profit and her earnings will be set apart for the Lord. They will not be stored up or hoarded. Her profits will go to those who live before the Lord for abundant food and fine clothes. The end. Wait, they just said that it was going to go back to its ways that were bad, but the money is going to go to God? Yep. Is that is that kind of yeah? Maybe I misinterpreted that, but that's that's what it sounded that's like. That's what me. it sounded like to me. She's gonna return to her lucrative prostitution. That's really fucked up. So I'm reading this, and again, we haven't done our Q and A yet, so I'm I'm probably completely off base here. But I'm reading this as God doesn't give a fuck where the money comes from as long as it's coming in. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right to me. That does sound about right. Doesn't if, it? if it's not how it's interpreted then it still sounds right with regard to churches. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Either way. Churches are for sure prostitutes. Right, yeah. So was that all we have for today? That's all we have for today. Okay, so uh, that puts us at the end of Isaiah chapter 23. Sure as fuck does. And if you are not on our Discord channel, that ends our discussion for today. But we will be continuing our discussion with the people that are in our Discord as we sign off here. So if you would like to do the same... You should come meet us next Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern and hang out with us in our Discord. Yeah, we also do an occasional one on Sundays in the afternoon. So do that, and we'll see you there the next time. And tomorrow we will cover Isaiah chapter 24. Oh, and just for the record, the link for the Discord channel is in the show notes. So just check that out and click on the link and then join us there. Yep. Bye. Bye. Wife! Do you remember where the hell we are and what the fuck we're doing? Well, we just read Isaiah chapter 23. We sure did. And in that episode, there was a destruction of Tyr, which was the city. Yeah. That was a prostitute. The city was the prostitute. What a whore. And then we forgot about it, which we actually did. 
Because remember, we forgot about Tyr. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, we forgot about Tyr. We were like, so we were like, we were like, it's impossible. How do you forget about a city in seventy years? And we forgot about it in seventy seconds. It's true. So I mean, we did. I guess we just proved that one wrong. Right, but, you know, right, whatever. right. Yeah, because we were very distracted as we do. Right, right. So, um, and then it came back after the seventy years, and then God took money from them, even though they were still bad. Yeah, God was like, "Thank you for your um, payment, you whore." Yeah, it was weird, yeah. weird shit. Very weird. So, anyway, that was Isaiah chapter twenty-three. It was, which means that today we're going to be getting into Isaiah chapter twenty-four. All right, let's go do this. Okie dokie. <laughs> All right, we are hopping into Isaiah chapter 24, and I'm so excited about the first sentence. (laughs) Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, this is literally how it starts off. Okay. See. You love that word. That's that's one of your favorites. See, the Lord is going to lay waste the earth and devastate it. (laughs) (laughs) He, oh. What the fuck? He will ruin its face and scatter its inhabitants. Well, hold on, he's gonna lay wait. Okay, see, are we are we scattering inhabitants or laying waste to the earth? Well, like which first, is it? First, we're gonna lay waste, and then whoever's left, we're gonna scatter them. But the funny thing to me is that they're gonna scatter the inhabitants. But the inhabitants, the only ones they really care about when they're talking about anything in the Bible, is the Israelites, the Egyptians. The Ethiopians and the Assyrians. Right. So, like, there's this small area mm-hmm. that they're like, this is the inhabitants of the earth. Right. Not anybody else, just them. And see, the Lord is going to fuck their shit up. Right, right. <laughs> oh, you know what we forgot to do? What? We forgot to say Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Happy Thanksgiving happy to everybody. Happy Turkey Day or happy, you know. Happy American Day that we stole land from the native peoples yeah, who that, lived here that one too. before... Um, we colonized it. I hope everybody endures um, your relatives praying before meals today very well. Oh, my. <laughs> <sighs> Luckily, we don't have to, at, at my mom's house anyway, we don't have to really deal with that. Right. There might be like somebody doing a silent prayer if they want to, but sure. like, that's about the only, that's about the extent of it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's lucky and nice and that's good. That's lucky for us, yeah. Mm-hmm. There. Yeah. Won't, well, Yeah. I've decided that I am no longer bowing my head and pretending ah. to pray. Like, I don't mind doing that because I look at it as just taking a moment to myself. Yeah, I just don't like that it's forced upon me. I choose like, not to let it be forced upon me. I just choose to <laughs> take that moment to um, not make eye contact with people while they're making a prayer that I don't uh, agree Well, here's how I with. know it's forced upon me. Because if I don't do it, then I will be frowned at. Uh, and therefore, it's not my option, is it? I guess. I guess. You're pretending that it's your option so as to avoid conflict. Sure, and sure. I'm no, I mean, you're absolutely right. But... Kind of like over it and don't give a fuck. Right. So I'm not going to pretend to pray anymore. You do You you do that. Okay. Okay. And I'm just going to. Just kind of like head up and, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to, cool. like, sigh or anything. I'm just going to sit It would be really there. funny is if you just, like, started eating right in the middle of the prayer. That would be badass. <laughs> that would be funny. Because, like, I've done that at... Um, but I think, I feel like that would be a little bit disrespectful, actually. That would be disrespectful because just because I 
believe in like science and facts and right. stuff. It doesn't give you the right to be an asshole. Right. I mean, your own will gives you the right to be an asshole, but like sure. it doesn't mean you should still. Right. You know. Right. Like I'm not saying that you shouldn't do that at whatever your situation might be, but for me it would be intentionally being mean. Right. And I feel like it's it's just enough that I'm just going to not bow my head. Sure. Sure. Because I don't want to. No, I got you. I got you. Yeah. I just don't feel like it. Yeah. Hey. So God was laying waste to the earth. Oh, and scattering the inhabitants. scattering people, yeah. See? See? (laughs) It'll be the same for priest as for people. Oh. For the master as for his servant, by which you mean slave. Yes. For the mistress as for her servant, by which you mean slave. Right. For seller as for buyer, for borrower as for lender. For debtor, as for creditor. So what I'm gathering here is God's had it, and you're all fucked. Yeah. Like no, no take backs, no, um, you know, redos, nothing. You, you, see, you are all screwed. See, he's bringing down the hammer. But he's saying he's going to lay waste. But like, there's still going to be people scattered. So that means that there's still going to be people alive. And not only that, but he is not. He is fucking not going to lay waste the earth. He's not. Do you remember in when when Noah when the rainbow came out after the whole Noah and rain and yeah. ark debacle, right? Promises. Yeah, that was he made the rainbow so that it, that he would remember that he didn't want to destroy all of humanity again. He would never flood them again. Oh well, semantics, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. But anyway, the earth will be completely laid waste, completely yeah. and totally plundered. Totally. Who's gonna plunder it if it's if, who, who the fuck's <laughs> plundering it? All the other gods, maybe. Okay, oh. all right. The Lord has spoken this word. See, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say that anymore. It right, just said right. it the one time, yeah, yeah. but it's just so funny. You like the word "see" yeah. because you start the sentence with it, and it's like "see." This is how I feel about it. Right, right. <laughs> the earth dries up and withers. The world languishes and withers. The heaven languish. With the earth. The hang heaven's gonna languish with the earth, huh? Mm-hmm. So he's even gonna punish is he gonna I mean, sound like he's gonna punish heaven some. He's done with everybody. Like, all these people that made it to heaven, they're like, fuck, we didn't we still not we gotta fucking hell, man. He's still angry at us. Fuck the angels, fuck the Nephilim, fuck the giants, fuck the lizards, fuck the snakes. <laughs> <laughs> the earth is defiled by its people. I mean to that I do agree. Sure, we're still doing that to this day. Mm-hmm. They have disobeyed the laws, violated the statutes, and broken the everlasting covenant. That's always a good reason for mass murder. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? Yeah. 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 Uh, not really. No, don't do that. Mass murder is awesome. Yeah. Let's let's skip that. Yeah. No, I was just kidding. Uh-huh. Mass murder is totally not awesome. Yeah. Therefore, a curse consumes the earth. Its people must bear bear their guilt. Okay, you you're getting ready to kill most of them, right? So what? They're going to be burying their fucking um, sorrows and their their loved ones missing. And I mean, like, there's a lot of things going to be happening. But like, guilt, like that's the furthest thing from my mind when everybody's dying around me. Well, I was going to say you cannot force a person to feel guilty, right? Like they either get what they did. And have remorse for their action and wish they didn't do it and hope they'll do better next time. Or they don't. 
I guess I should I should qualify what I just said about um the guilt thing. So like if you were responsible for somebody that died, you would feel guilty, right? And I guess that if you have remorse. Sure, sure. But I so I guess that maybe in biblical times or in canon here as we're reading this, maybe these people because they didn't fear God enough or whatever, they had to feel guilt because they feel like their actions caused the destruction of the world, the 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 death of their friends and family. So that's where their guilt is coming from, maybe. Do you think that they're going to feel that guilt, though? I don't. Well, we're again, we're talking about in canon here, right? Where God, hypothetically, is treated as real. Okay. And, and if not this God, at least other gods are treated as real, too. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, gods were a thing back then. I think we could more or less agree to that. And I'm not saying there weren't any atheists. I'm sure there were. Okay. Like, you just can't escape that. People are just going to be like, no, this is fucking dumb, guys. You know? <laughs> there have been a couple, right? Yeah, I mean, I, they probably didn't, you know, announce it because they'd probably die. Right. But right. there had to be somebody out there going, this is stupid. I would. I like to think that. I like to think that, too. So, anyway, therefore, Earth's inhabitants are burned up and very few are left. Okay, okay? yeah. I like how we go from, like, past tense to future tense to, like, current day yeah pick a lane guys the new wine dries up and the vine withers all the merrymakers groan okay the joyful timbrels are stilled the noise of the revelers has stopped the joyful harp is silent Uh it sounds like the night after one of gatsby's parties Mm, okay you know what i mean yeah or the morning after right i mean i think that's the morning after any party Yeah, but Gatsby was known for throwing some doozies. Sure, sure. No longer do they drink wine with a song. The beer is bitter to its drinkers. Bitter. Okay. Why? Okay. Everything tastes gross because I'm sad, mad. Every time they they talk about God destroying things, right? And, Mm -hmm. and, And blowing things up and whatever the fuck he's doing. Everything turns bad, right? The vines wither. The beer's bitter. The... The batter's worse, you know, like whatever. It's the just, batter. <laughs> bitter batter, blah, 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 blah. Betty Baker bought some butter, but she said this butter. No, wait. Has it been, <laughs> hold on. Betty Baker bought some butter, but she said this butter's bitter. If I put it in the batter, it will make the batter bitter. So she bought some better butter, butter that was not so bitter. Then she put it in the batter, thus she made the batter better. Awesome. Yeah. yeah I did not expect to cover that today. Did you know that? I, I could not have rattled that off, no. I'm, I do know of that. Yes, I think I think you know of it because of me. I think I told you it. That could be. I don't know. I I think that I brought that into your life, and I think that you are impressed by me. Okay. Be impressed. I I didn't say. I, I mean. Be impressed. I don't. You don't. I I can be impressed with you without that being the thing that impresses me. I really wanted you to be impressed. <laughs> The ruined city lies desolate. The entrance to every house is barred. Wait, now we're on a house and city level as opposed Mm -hmm. to the the entire fucking world. Right. Which is it? I think by world they mean, like you said, that part of the planet. Right. But this is where it's being left open to so much interpretation. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, you could interpret this any way you want to and put any time frame you want to on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There is no real prophecy here. Right. In the streets, they cry out for wine. All joy turns to gloom. All joyful sounds are banished from the earth. 
The city is left in ruins. Hold, hold on, hold on. I, I'm just imagining everybody walking down the streets crying for wine. Oh, I need the wine. Where's my wine? And all the people are going, oh, by myself, were they, no wine. I wonder if they were wailing for wine. They were wailing yesterday, so today yeah. they're wailing. For wine. For wine. Yeah. Yeah, you wine wailer. <laughs> And and also then they're they're going I'm depressed womp womp right right yeah the city is left in ruins its gate is battered to pieces oh not the gate it's shattered battered scattered <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> you're being silly tonight. I cannot help it well to be fair we are recording this at one o'clock in the morning that is true that is true. And, and, to, and, well, I guess it is technically already Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, darling. Yeah, you too. Oh, you too. Yeah. Love you. Love you. Ah, you were too slow on that. No, I was, I was, I was. I was I, so, uh, will it be on the earth and among the nations as when an olive tree is beaten? Remember how we beat the yeah, olive beaten tree? Yeah, beaten olive, yeah. Or as when gleanings are left after the grape harvest. Okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. They raise their voices. They shout for joy. Woohoo! From the west, they acclaim the Lord's majesty. Oh. Yippee okay. skippy. So now they're happy? They're happy. Happy people. They got their wine. That's good. They're not wailing. I'm happy for them. I, mean, I guess I'm happy for them. Therefore, in the east, give glory to the Lord. Exalt the name of the Lord, the God of Israel, in the islands of the sea. From the ends of the earth, we hear singing. Glory to the righteous one. Oh, wait, I need to sing that. Glory to the righteous one. But I said, I waste away. I waste away. Woe to me, the treacherous betray. With treachery. The treacherous betray. Yes. Okay. I just, I didn't know it was an actual song. It's a song. Okay. All right. I thought that, you know, the other one was like merry happiness. And so yeah. I would be like. I gotcha, I gotcha. I, I, I could, I, the only reason I had to ask was because sometimes okay, you just get carried away with... I know. do, I do, but this time I didn't. Literally, I'm going to quote what it says. But I said, I waste away, I waste away. Woe to me, the treacherous betray. With treachery, the treacherous betray. Okay, okay? all right, yep. So, my rap was fine. It was fine. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm okay. not arguing that. i just okay. making sure. Sure. Yeah. I spit a good rhyme just then. You, that was awesome, yeah. Mm-hmm. Terror and pit and snare await you, people of the earth. You got them biblical beats. I really don't, though. No. I'm not even going to pretend. <laughs> nope. So anyway, pit and snare. Is, that's what parts of a drum, aren't they? Uh, maybe. I know a snare is. Like a snare sure. drum. Or it could be a trap also. Pits and tra- snares, it sounds more like traps to me, actually. Because like you make a pit to trap an animal. You make a snare to trap an animal. Mm. And terror. Of course. Yeah. Terror and pit and snare await you, people of the earth. No drums for you, friend. No, no. no. Whoever flees at the sound of terror will fall into the pit. Mm. Whoever climbs out of the pit will be caught in a snare. <laughs> the floodgates of the heavens are opened. Foundations of the earth shake. Okay. Everything's good. Everything's so bad. Everything's good. Everything's bad. Right. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I whip my hair back and forth. That's what we're doing, right? We're, it feels like it. I don't know what we're like, doing. From one extreme to the other? We went from destroying the world to destroying a gate. So I'm not really sure where we're at. And then they were falling in pits and getting out and then getting into a <laughs> snare. So, And then they were yelling happiness over wine. 
before that. So I don't I don't really know what's going on here. Right. But it, it sounds like it could be mostly bad with um, possible world destruction. Okay. And with a side of wine. Okay. I mean, if the world is going to hell in a handbasket around me and there's no way to escape it, I probably will try to go out with a glass of wine in my hand. Yeah, and honestly, honestly. even if the beer is bitter, I'm still going to drink it. Probably. So. Like, well, here come, <laughs> here come that comet. <laughs> Look up. The earth is broken up. The earth is split asunder. The earth is violently shaken. Earthquakes or something well, to that effect. Okay, I guess. so first it's going to break. Then it's going to split asunder, like yeah. cut in half. Right. And then it's going to violently shake. Like both halves, I guess. Got it, got it. Uh The earth reels like a drunkard. It sways like a hut in the wind. Hmm. All my huts always sway in the wind. How about your huts? I don't have a lot of huts, so. So heavy upon it is the guilt of its rebellion that it falls never to rise again. Oh, damn. False. (laughs) The earth never did split asunder. Yeah. No, this this is weird. In that day... In that day, the Lord will punish the powers in the heavens above and the kings on the earth below. They will be herded together like prisoners bound in a dungeon. They will be shut up in prison and be punished after many days. Who are the powers in heaven above Um, that he would be punishing with the human kings and shit? Probably angels and whatever. You think? Yeah. All right. I mean, that's my guess. All right. I just, just wondered. The moon will be dismayed. I hate when the moon is sad. <laughs> so the, the moon face had a dismayed face? Wah, wah. The sun ashamed. Mm. The sun is always ashamed of me, I gotta tell you. Right. For the Lord Almighty will reign on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem and before its elders. With great glory, the end. Oh, with, yo, okay. <laughs> that was, that was like... A brain fart of shittiness. Everything like bad. I, I, but, but it wasn't even like, the whole thing wasn't even, it wasn't cohesive. No. Like, there was no Look, message there other why? than it's bad and then sometimes good, but then why sort of bad. Why are you going to shatter the people first before you just go ahead and jump straight to the planet shattering? Yeah, I don't know. Right? Like, if you're just going to shatter everything, just go straight for the big thing. Right, right. Like, the people will die. You don't have to kill them and then kill the planet. Right? Yeah, I I feel like that was apocalyptic spaghetti. Apocalyptic spaghetti is the name of my next band. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, they kept just tossing out different things that might happen, right? Uh And they're just hoping that one of them sounds sort of correct at some point. So they can be like, yeah, that. That's what happened. See, that happened. And, And we prophesized it. The cereal boxes will have no prizes. The fridges will all lose their magnets. Because it could have been anything from the entire world fucking dying just about to a gate getting broken. Mm. You know, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you could have taken that any number of ways to mean any number of things and and said it's, and say it's a prophecy and somebody's going to be like, yeah, it did say that, didn't it? It did. Yeah, it, it, sure, it sure did, guys. But... You, you do see the, the fallacy here, right? Like, it, there's a mm-mm, problem. Mm-mm, no, no problems. No fallacy. I, I have a problem with it. No, no. No, it's all perfect and divine. Not not even a little it's bit. It's beautiful. 
So anyway, right. that was Isaiah chapter 24. It sure as fuck was. And uh, that means that we'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully. More than likely. Almost certainly. But not certainly. <laughs> it really depends on how much turkey we consume. And how many tryptophans affect us. How much the tryptophans affect us for the, the evening tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We, we, we're going to reserve the right... Right now, That's to possibly, to possibly not record an episode tomorrow for Friday. That's why I was like, whoa, whoa, slow your roll there. No guarantees, friend. But but we're going to do our damnedest. We are, because we care. We want to. We just might not be inclined. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, we'll see how things go. Right. Yeah. So that'll be, so tomorrow we're, if we if feel so inclined, right. we'll be reading what? Isaiah chapter 25. All right. So we'll uh, maybe see you tomorrow. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Husband! Wife! Do you know what we're doing today right now? Well, I it's well, we're late. We first are. First of all. We're late. Sorry. Um, it was a hectic weekend with Thanksgiving, kids' birthday. We had all kinds of shit going on. We really so did. So we need to apologize a little bit before we get into anything. I already and, did that. No, I, I know. But I mean like an explanation, you know, oh, apology. And you just did that. Right. So we aren't doing a fifth episode this week. We're not. We're just doing the four that we did already. We're doing our Q&A. And we're probably not doing a Patreon this week, so we mm. kind of suck a little bit. But I mean, but it, it was is, busy, yeah. and we're sorry. It's so holiday and birthday weekend. You guys love us, right? Sorry, but sorry. Yeah, we love you guys regardless. We so. do, we do. Um, that being said, we are doing our Q and A today, which mm-hmm. means that today is sort of um today is um Q and A Saturday. But on Sunday night, because we had Thanksgiving in America and kids' 19th birthday. Right. And I will still be doing the wrap-up this week, so that's still coming today, too, mm-hmm. after we're done with this episode. Um, that being said, do you have anything to say before we get into the episode? Yes. The chapters we are covering are Isaiah chapters 21 through 24. Okay. You ready to do this? I am. Let's do it. Okie dokie. Oh, 
Okay, so we, as I said, are covering questions about Isaiah chapters 21 through 24. Okay. And I'm glad we're only doing four chapters because we had a lot of questions. Right. Questions right. about all the places that are being cursed. That yeah, Isaiah's a lot of work. He's a lot of work. And so. places that are being um, cursed, but then there's one, I think it was Jerusalem, that they get to come back later. And not be cursed after 70 years or something. Right. Or right. maybe that was Tyre. I don't remember exactly. I thought we just said it was Tyre. Tyre. Oh, yeah. Tyre. So it was either Tyre or Jerusalem that gets to come back. I don't recall which one. But, okay. Um, then no, Tyre. It was Tyre. It was Tyre. It was Tyre. Okay. Yeah. And then there was also a question about the powers in heaven. What? What yeah. are the powers in heaven? Like, there was just so much happening. Yes. And... I'm glad we didn't go any further also because um, chapters 24 through 27, I think, I'll get into that in a minute, uh -huh. are actually their own special little section. Well, we did 24. I know, but I'm glad we didn't go past that okay. is what I'm saying. Right. Okay. So that I can kind of intro what 24 oh. is going forward. Okay. Okay. Yep. So I'm just saying, like, we could have stopped it was a really lot. at 23 and even that would have been a lot. Sure. And then we tossed in the first part of the next section that I didn't know until we were already fucking in it. Got it. Okay. Yep. So there's a lot happening. But let's start with Isaiah chapter 21, which was burdens against Babylon, Edom, and Arabia. Okay. Okay. Yep. So this chapter contains prophecies against those three places. Okay. Got it. And it starts out with an oracle concerning um, either... The oracle concerning or the proclamation against the desert of the sea. And we okay. were like, the fuck is that? Right. Okay. And an army from Persia is going to march on Babylon. Okay. okay. That's what's happening. Okay. This part of the prophecy refers to Babylon, even though it's not indicated by name. So. Sure. What I just told you is like, hey, guess what? That's Babylon. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you didn't know it, it until I said it. And, and you know, we're supposed to know this because we obviously are reading this in biblical times. Mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. When these things would have made maybe some sense. Right, exactly. So. They would have known what the wilderness of the sea was. Right. Well, it's called that because the Great Plain of Babylon was divided with lakes and marshes. And it was referred to during that time as a sea. Because okay. Because of that. All right. Okay. Now... Elam and Medea are the ancient names for the peoples of Persia, which is in modern-day Iran. Okay? Got it. The Persian Empire conquered the Babylonian Empire, and Isaiah here prophetically sees their armies marching on Babylon. Sure. Okay? Mm -hmm. So then it goes into the fall of Babylon. Babylon has fallen, has fallen. Do you where that guy that? was running around his horse. Yeah. And calling the, the British head. are coming! The British are coming! <laughs> right, right. Um, just for our international audience, that's a reference to Paul Revere when um, the American Revolution was happening. Right. And and he was the out. They were they were watching out for them to be coming. And then they had a whole system of um, one if by Minutemen. Was it Minutemen? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Minutemen. Was it one if by sea, two if by land or was it the I other way? I can't remember off the top of my However head. However many lights you were shining, that was supposed to tell you. If the British were coming by sea or by land. And then they rode and told everybody, the British are coming. So mm -hmm. there you go. So there, now there's, you know why. There's some very adept history in. History. Right history in. History in. Yeah. 
Well, I just wanted them to understand why I was saying that. The yeah. British are coming. The British are coming. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Because it's funny if you understand it. Right. Okay. So anyway, Babylon has fallen, okay? Okay. This prophecy was actually fulfilled when the Persian Empire conquered Babylon. So that actually happened. Okay. All right. Not too long after that. Okay. Okay. Well, so, then this is assuming that this was written prior to that. And, and so here's my here's my problem with this. Two mm-hmm, ways. Mm-hmm. But let's just, let's just assume that he did prophesize this, right? Yeah. I'm sure that things moved really slow back then. So, like, for him to prophesize it meant that somebody over there was like, hey, we're probably going to be fighting these guys in, like, three years. Right. You know what I mean? Not like, only that, but it's like, mm, big, powerful city going to attack small place. That, yeah. That tracks. It's not hard. That tracks. That wouldn't be that hard to see. Also, but also, right. I don't have full confidence that these things were written before they happened. Right. But that's a whole, you know, like, that's just my take on it. So. Right. I'm not saying that it's one way or the other. I don't know either way to be true. I don't really care because either way doesn't really impress me. That don't impress you much. <laughs> got it. Got it. So then came the oracle concerning or proclamation against Duma. Mm-hmm. Now, the Masoretic text, meaning, you know, Moses. Right. Okay. Um, refers to Duma, whereas the Septuagint refers to Edom. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So... Depends on which interpretation you go by, but they're kind of the same-ish. Got it. Okay? Yep. So, the Edomites descended from Esau, who was Jacob's brother. Jacob right. being Israel. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Okay? So, they settled in the land to the southeast of Israel and were the sometimes enemies of Israel. Got it. So, the fact that, you know, we're going to war with them, is that... Right. Know, yeah. Well, not, not shocking? Not, a, not shocking. Nope. nope. Okay. The oracle concerning or proclamation against Arabia. Mm-hmm. Now, they use the phrase, the desert plain. Okay. And it may not point to a specific identifiable place, but the geographical area named is usually considered to be in Arabia based on the following. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, towns that were mentioned. The, the oasis city Tima from verse 14 is located 100 miles south of Elath, Elath and 200 miles east of the Red Sea. And it is known to be a caravan center. So it was highly populated and traveled and would have been known. Got it. And and that's just one point. Sure. The Dedanites from verse 13 and Kadar from verse 16 were definitely Arabian tribes. The Dedanites, I don't know if I said this in the episode that we were where the Dedanites came up. But it sounds like that came straight out of Army of Darkness. Like, you know? <laughs> Maybe like the, the dead Army of, of Darkness borrowed from Yeah, the no, Bible. no, no, no. I'm sure, I'm sure that that would be the, <laughs> the way it went. But, like, it just sounds like some, like, dead, dead nights. It's just such a interesting, mm-hmm. I love the name. I love oh, it. Oh, so do I. But given all those facts of the little areas and how they were related to Arabia is what yeah. makes us think they're, they're probably talking about Arabia. Sure, sure. Okay. Yep. It is recorded that Kadar paid tribute in 738 BCE to the Assyrians, so that one came true also. Again, questionable right. about whether they're sure. coming true or written about sure. after the fact, in my opinion. Absolutely. But I'm I'm just reporting yeah, yeah, yeah. what happened. Okay. I gotcha. In 715 BCE, Sargon II battled the tribes between Tima and the Gulf of Aquaba which is the eastern arm of the Red Sea. Okay. And then in 703 BCE, 
So less than 10 years later. Stuff, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, less okay. than 10 years later, Sennacherib subdued the Arabian tribes, joining the rebellion of Merodach Baladan, who was the king of Babylon. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So those are things that actually happened. Sure. Okay. So prophecy, I don't know, but they were things but that were written up. and they do match up to history. Sure. Okay. Yep. So that's chapter 21. Okay. okay. Yeah. Now we're moving on to chapter 22. This chapter contains a prophecy against untimely rejoicing in Jerusalem and then a threefold prediction of Shebna's fall and Eliakim's elevation. And okay. I don't know if you remember any of that, but we were like, who, where, what? And no. So you probably the answer don't. is no, I don't remember right. any that, of that. That makes perfect sense. Okay, so the first half of that chapter is concerned with the oracle concerning the Valley of Vision, which yeah, I know I do you remember do remember. That. Yes, yes. Which is also the proclamation against Jerusalem. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. These verses are also referred to as the inexpiable sin of Jerusalem. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Isaiah alleges that the people of Jerusalem have sinned, quote, beyond the possibility of pardon. Oh. Do you remember I that see. at all? Yeah, kind of. Like. There's no forgiveness here. Right, right. Okay? Yep. Isaiah is grieved over a joyous city. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a prophecy against the Valley of Vision, which refers to the Valley of Hinnom, from which the name Gehenna is derived. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Gehenna, the Gehenna was, was the like the trash fire. Yeah. Place. Right. That mm-hmm. kind of refers to maybe hell, sort of. Right. Kind of. An like early of... incarnation right, 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 thereof. Right, yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay, so Isaiah sees this coming army in his vision and that the Lord will bring no deliverance. So God is like, nope, sorry, they gonna pay. Yeah. And then um, Jerusalem makes all the wrong preparations for the coming battle. Remember, they do everything. They they prep their walls. They get bring water in. Do you remember yeah. all this? Yeah, yeah. And then um, we even said at the time they're doing everything except turning to God and that pissed God off because that was actually the only thing that they really needed. Right. Oh, sigh. So um, God in verse eight, it says he removed the protection of Judah. You looked in that day to the armor of the house of the forest. And we were like, what the fuck is happening? What is the house of the forest? <laughs> right, right. Okay. The house of the forest was also known as the House of the Forest of Lebanon. And this was one of the prestigious buildings established by King Solomon in Jerusalem within his palace complex, Mm. as described in 1 Kings chapter 7. So kind of like the sea was the giant bathtub. The forest was these giant tree things. Okay. Bits of timber. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It used a great amount of cedar wood from Lebanon, which remember remember, Lebanon was known for its wood. Yeah. Yeah, and they talked a lot about that when we were talking about King Solomon. Mm-hmm. So, Well, the wood was used for the pillars, beams, and roofing material and thus resembled a forest. Okay. Okay. All right. Once it stored the royal armor in form of, I know you'll remember this, 300 shields yep. of gold and vessels of gold. Right. That's from both 1 Kings chapter 10 and 2 Chronicles chapter 9. Sure. So that's where we got that from. Okay. okay. All right. All right. So the second half of... Um, chapter 22 is about the judgments against Shebna and how Shebna gets replaced by Eliakim. Okay. okay. 
we're like, who the fuck are Shebna and Eliakim and why do we give a fuck? Right. 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 So Shebna had a high and honorable office, but he used it to glorify himself. Mm. Okay. Verses 15 and 16 say, this is what the Lord, the Lord Almighty says, go say to this steward, to Shebna, the place administrator, I'm sorry, the palace administrator, what are you doing here? And who gave you permission to cut out a grave for yourself here, hewing your grave on the height and chiseling your resting place in the rock? And so we were like, he's building himself a grave? What right. the fuck? This right. seems weird. Yeah. Like, we had no idea what was happening. Okay, so here's the thing. Shebna was a servant of King Hezekiah, both a steward over the house and a scribe. And that was given in um, 2 Kings chapter 18. Okay. Okay. All right. And he wasn't important, so we just don't remember right, his right. name at all. Yeah. But that's who he was. It was a very high position to hold. Okay. And he took advantage of that. Yeah. They were both positions of honor and responsibility. So Shebna was one of King Hezekiah's chief assistants. Hmm. One might say like his right hand man kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. The king of Judah at this time was Hezekiah, a good king. So the common condemnatory judgment the condemnation from god fell on the next person in line <laughs> so, yeah so oh wait, wait 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 so they're like it can't be the king's fault he's a good king he was a good king. so who's bad oh that guy that yeah. guy over there he's bad mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. why god's punishing us yes that's exactly bullshit. yes that's I agree. fucking bullshit shebna and the populace in general did not share the godly principles of king hezekiah Remember, okay. he was trying to be good, and the people were like having none of it. I, I, I think this is bullshit. I also, I think, think they're this just is looking for any reason to blame something on somebody. Mm -hmm. That's all. Now, Shebna, in his position of honor and authority, made himself a fancy and prestigious tomb, which in that day was a display of significant power and wealth. Well, it sounds like he had significant power and wealth <laughs> being next to the goddamn king. Right. Exactly. So I don't see how what the problem is here, other than they didn't like him right. after the fact. Exactly. Exactly. Isaiah had prophesied that the people of Judah and Jerusalem would be carried away into exile. But Shebna did not believe this. And in building this elaborate tomb to himself in Jerusalem was basically saying, I will never be carried away into exile. I am so certain of that, that I will die here. And I'm so certain that I will die here, that I will build my tomb here. I see. Okay. Okay. And that was naughty of him. He was supposed to believe that they're supposed to be. A, you're supposed to believe that that shit's coming down the pike. Mm -hmm. And you're sitting there going, "No, I think we're all right." And look, you're look, in look trouble okay. for that. Yeah. You get in trouble for that. Well, because um, the Lord sent His message through Isaiah, and you're supposed to be able to tell one prophet from another. Again, I I have to ask, who the fuck is Isaiah? Like, I don't. In that, if I'm in that day and I'm like Hezekiah or this, what was his name, Shebna, mm -hmm. and I'm like, who the fuck are you, dude? Yeah. Uh, what? Why? Why should I believe you? Exactly. I don't. I don't have any. I don't. There's no reason to you believe give me you. no reason to believe you over anybody else. Right. So why? Why should I? Right. No. And God's I'm... not talking to me, so you know, kind of piss off. Right. It sounds to me like you ought to go to jail for your blasphemy. Right. Right. You're saying we're gonna be pulled down and, and things look like they're going pretty good so right fuck off man now the fact that things did eventually go right, south right right would right. say oh shit we should have probably believed him but even at that should we have believed him though probably not right i don't know yeah. that's just my opinion man right 
Okay, so then the Lord lifts up Eliakim instead of Shebna. Okay. Okay, so Shebna was the the one that, you know, built himself a tomb. Yeah. Well, Eliakim is mentioned in 2 Kings chapter 18 as another assistant to King Hezekiah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Isaiah prophecies that God will take the office and authority of the unfaithful Shebna and give it to Eliakim instead. But they're still going to be exiled though, right? Mm-hmm. So what does it matter? It matters which one um, is going to hell or not. This guy is more godly than the, the other guy or whatever. And, so yeah. yeah all right. Yeah. Okay. In that day, the chief royal steward would have the large master key of the palace fastened to the shoulder of his tunic. So I don't know if you remember, there was like a verse that talked about the key, picture of the key on his shoulder. Okay. That's what that was referring to. Got it. The key was a picture and demonstration of the authority of the chief steward. Got it. So it it was basically like his symbol of his position. Yeah. So God will give Eliakim the authority to, quote, open and shut as his representative, which no man can oppose. Understood. So that was the, uh, he can open all the things and then shut all the things. But if he's not there, yeah. then no one can open or shut all the things. Exactly. Got it. Exactly. Okay. So you do remember some of this. That's yeah. great. Okay. So verse 23 of that chapter says, I will drive him like a peg into a firm place. Yes. And remember, I was joking around like they like right. to be pegged. Yeah. And what does pegging mean back then? <laughs> and. So in those days, houses didn't really have cupboards or storage closets or cabinets or things like that. Okay. So things were stored on pegs set up all around the room. And if something was on its peg, that meant that it was safe and secure, stored properly and ready for use at the appropriate time. It's like so, your tool wall if you got like a, yeah, you know, Yeah, everything in its place right. and a place for everything. Right. You know, so that's what it meant by saying, you know, I'm going to. Hang him as a peg, meaning I'm going to put him in his a proper, appropriate place. Got it. And um, there was one verse that said something about all those hanging to um, Sheba, whatever, the bad one. Sheba, Shebna. Oh, Shebna's. All those hanging from Shebna's peg will be let go also. Oh, yeah. They'll so, be severed or whatever. Yeah. 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 Right. So basically, when we get rid of Shebna... Everybody that is under him is going to fall be, too. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Okay. So, oopsie. That's yeah. What, that's what happened there. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, see, I'm covering a lot of questions and answers. You are. You okay? are. So, moving on to chapter 23. And this one was the oracle concerning Tyr. Yeah. Okay? The one that's going to go away for 70 years. We're going to forget about it. Yeah. It only took us 70 seconds, but, you know. Sure. Yeah, sure. Sure. What, what are we talking Plus about? Tyr. Yeah. Yeah. This chapter foretells the destruction of Tyr due to its pride in the first few um, verses. It's rising again in the next couple verses and it's conversion to God in the final verse. They never really said it was a conversion to God. They said that they were making money for God. Mm. At well, least that's what I the, what I remember reading. That's kind of what I remember too, but let's go okay. on and yeah, see yeah, what yeah. this, okay. this uh, explanation gives us. Sure. Okay. Yep. So early in the chapter, it says the sailors of Tyr agonize when they hear that the destruction of their home port has come to pass. Right. Remember, oh whale, you, you sailors or the what the sea, fuck ever, yeah, the seafarers, yeah, yeah. seafarers or whatever. Mm -hmm. That and I was like whale, 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 and you were like, Wait, right, what? Yeah. Yeah. So to the north of Israel, Tyr was <laughs> the leading city of Phoenicia, the great maritime maritime power. Of the ancient world. Got it. 
because it was such an important harbor and center for shipping, Tyr was synonymous with commerce and materialism. That'll come back in a minute, okay? Sure, sure. It was a famous Phoenician city, which in ancient time was built on a rock, the, which was the original meaning of its name. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Offshore in the Mediterranean Sea. The city was already prosperous in 14th century BC as a major trading port. Okay. So this is a big deal city. Yeah. Tyr was like the Babylon of the sea because of their excellent harbor and their great um, renowned seamanship. Yeah. They built a commercial empire far greater than one would expect given their size and military power. Sure. Tyr was a city in two parts, an inland city and an island city. Okay. Okay. The inland city was conquered by the Assyrians and the Babylonians, just as Isaiah prophesied. Mm -hmm. And the island city was conquered later by Alexander the Great in 332 BC. Okay. So. Sure. Hypothetically, this stuff did come to pass not long after it was prophesied, blah, 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 blah. Hundreds of years, but okay, yeah. Sure. The influence of Tyr was both good and bad for Israel. Okay? Sure. Good and bad. And I'll tell you why. Okay. King Hiram of Tyr supplied David and Solomon great timbers for the building of the temple and other projects, um, as stated in 2 Samuel and in 1 Kings. Hiram also gave Solomon sailors so Israel could build their commerce by sea, as stated in 2 Chronicles. So that was their good relationship, okay? Right. But later, Tyr gave Israel one of the worst rulers Israel ever had, which was Jezebel, the wife of King Ahab of Israel. <laughs> of Yeah. So. Got it. That's all. So good and bad. Right. Mm-hmm. Got it. The modern city of Tyr is the continuation of ancient extension of the city in the mainland. Okay. So there is still a Tyr in existence yeah. today. And I actually, I kind of looked it up just to see if it was existed and, and it did. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, Interesting. That's, that's an actual city. Yep. Yep. So. So verse one, remember said, whale, you ships of Tarshish. Right. We were like, what's a Tarshish? Yeah. Okay. Tarshish was a faraway port, generally identified as Tartessos in Spain, located in the mouth of Guadalquivir. Okay. You try saying that. Yeah, no. The Guadalquivir River, where the Phoenicians are said to have established the first anchorage grounds and deal in precious metals. Huh. Okay. Okay. Other possibilities, of course, because we don't know that for a fact that that's what it was. Sure. So other possibilities could include Tarsus in Cilicia, Tarsini in Etruscan or Tuscany, which is um, the west side of Italy. Okay. Or Carthage in North Africa. Got it. Okay. Yep. And then it also said something further on in that verse about Chittim. Yeah. Okay. Chittim was a Phoenician colony um, in Kittim or Kition, which is in Cyprus, which oh, is yeah, Greece the area. Island, yeah. Okay. The term is also used in general for places beyond Cyprus as far as Greece. Got it. So, Got it. Okay. So yeah. those are places also that really existed. Right. Okay. So the city, or I'm sorry, the chapter goes on about the proud city of Tyr being humbled and then the destruction of the city of Tyr, and then 70 years of desolation for the city of Tyr. Right. Okay? Yep. At that time, Tyr will be forgotten for 70 years, the span of a king's life. But at the end of these 70 years, it will happen to Tyr 
as in the song of the prostitute. Right. And then there was the song, which I shall not sing a second time. <laughs> Take up a harp, walk through the city, you forgotten prostitute. Play the harp well, sing many a song so that you will be remembered. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thou harlot. Let's talk about that for a second. Okay. That's what Isaiah called Tear, partly because the city enticed merchants to deal with her by various artifices and even by dishonest practices, as harlots were imagined to do. Got it. And let us not forget, the city was renowned for being um, materialistic and rich in spending money. Sure. So that's why it was equated I mean, it was to a, a whore. Very, you know, it's a very active trading mm-hmm. place. So. Yes, and a place of business and exchange. Right, right. So what do you do with a harlot? You exchanged funds and services sure um partly also it was referred to that as because of the great and general uncleanness which was both committed and tolerated in it got it so it was a dirty city both literally and figuratively speaking we have people from all kinds of different lands you have a Mm -hmm. lot of i mean there's just i'm imagining a very busy place you know Mm -hmm. that's hard to Right. You know, especially with the resources you have back in those days, it's hard to keep clean all the time. And mm-hmm. it's just a lot of coming and going. Well, and I would also imagine that with people coming from various areas, there's going to be a lot of live and let live. Right. Because business is king. And we're not going to, like, talk about what gods you may or may not or what um, how you treat your spouse or you know, how many people you fuck yeah. or whatever. Like You don't even know about our God hardly other than, yeah. you know, the brief time that you're here to hear about our stories. Exactly. So Exactly. So I'm imagining that there was a lot of uh, look the other way, just make the business deal. Does It doesn't impact me. Whatever. Right. Yeah. And, and that is looked on to be ungodly. Sure. Not just the action, but the letting the action go on... Um, argued or but this, whatever. I, I've argued this before, though. This is part of the problem with God is that he he's apparently specializes just in this one section of the world. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the world doesn't know about him and he doesn't speak up about it. So how the fuck are they supposed to know? And, and if they don't know, how is it bad? To, and like, are you saying that we can't step outside of our bubble and then go in and interact with other people because it's quote unquote ungodly? Right. Like, that seems dumb. Right. So No, I totally agree. So... God's a little bit of a dick. Yeah. Right? So he told the singing women of the East who were commonly of this class, the singing and the harloting and stuff like that, to go about once more with song and lyre, recalling her old lovers or her old allies to the memory of their past love. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's what that was about when he was referring to the city as a harlot. Yeah. He was also referring to the women of the city. Okay. Okay. Yep. So um, then the chapter wraps up with um, God's purpose in restoring the city of Tyr. So she will return to her higher. God will allow Tyr, symbolized by a prostitute, to continue her gross materialism with all the kingdoms of the world, but her gain and her pay will be set apart for God. Ultimately, the riches that tears so desperately sought will be given to God. Yeah, and I've got a question: What giving to 
God meant. It sounds like they were conquered and the people mm-hmm. were enslaved. Oh, yeah. And the money went back to whoever conquered them. Yeah. Um, so. Like, oh, we've got a good thing going. This is a, a great location. Right. Let's just let the city continue running, but we'll just tax the fuck out of it and take all its Right. Money. Yeah. That's yeah. what it sounds like to me. It doesn't so, sound like anything changed other no. than ownership. Right. Exactly. So. Yeah. So we don't really mind the bad things that are happening as long as we get the money. But it sounds really good to say it's going to God. Because mm, mm. like people like to say that. We give it to God. Give it to God. <laughs> no, just give it to God. All right. So now we're on chapter 24. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Lord's judgment on the earth. Yeah. Yeah. This okay. is where he, he's going to destroy it all. Real. Yeah. He's like, yeah. fuck y'all. So chapters 24 through 27 of Isaiah constitute one unit of prophecy Sometimes called the Isaiah Apocalypse. I was I was gonna say when we were reading it, I was thinking like this is like Revelation's light. It is you know? actually <laughs> Revelation light because um a lot of what is talked about here is compared to Revelation oh. or expanded upon in Revelation. Interesting. And then both of those are seen as um harbingers for discussion in um like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, yeah. some guys yeah. in the New Testament, they all seem to um, quote these two chapters a lot. Right. And it got really fucking dark and really fucking murdery all of a sudden. Like yeah. the end of the end times, like the word, mm-hmm. like, whoa, what's happening here? Um, so I have some notes from a Christian apologist and they were very excited about this. I'm sure they were. Because they love them a good end time yeah, story. Well, yeah, yeah. You know? The end is nigh. Yeah, they're Fuck. they're gonna be saved and smug right. about it because they know? get to evaporate into heaven, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So chapter twenty four contains the prophecy on the destruction of Judah for its defilements and transgressions. Okay. So Tyr gets to live because it makes money, but <laughs> Judah um, does not. Sure, okay? that doesn't make any sense. But okay, no, yeah. no. While a remnant will praise God. And then God, by his judgments on his people and their enemies, will advance his kingdoms. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. So that's what this chapter is all about. Sure. Okay? So in the opening of the chapter, we talk about the scope of the judgment of the Lord. Okay. Uh-huh. See the Lord. Okay. Um, I have two different interpretations of the opening verse. Because okay. our starts out with, see. Yeah. And you know how I love that? Right. The Lord is going to lay waste the earth and <laughs> devastate it. Yeah, that was a great opening. I know. I know. He going to ruin its base and scatter its inhabitants. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So here's how it reads in another interpretation. Behold. The Which Lord. interpretation is this? Um, I think it's the King James. Okay. All right. Behold, the Lord makes the earth empty and makes it waste. Okay. A little more succinct, a little more scary. And a little less, see, this going to happen. Right, right. Right? I mean, behold is much more. But they say it so quick there that it's like, it's mm. almost, it almost sounds easier to take in. You right. know, like it's not as a you can overlook doom and it. gloom, you yeah. know? Yeah. So here's what the apologist says. All right. Okay. Yeah. In the days of the great tribulation. The great tribulation. Are you familiar with the great tribulation? Uh, I've. No. Okay. So the great tribulation comes right before. Wait, hold on. How does it go? Okay, no. So first comes, what's that thing where. Rapture? The the rapture. Yeah. Okay. First comes the rapture. 
Uh-huh. And so God is going to suck up all his goodies and only the baddies will be left behind. Right, right. Or the goody non-believers. Okay? okay. And that's important because then come the tribulations. Okay. The tribulations, I think, are like seven years of hardship or some shit like that. Okay. I could be mixing up my prophecies because I'm not like real big on Revelation and or New Testament stuff. Right, right. But, okay, so we've got the... Sucking up of all the people in the rapture. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then seven years of tribulation. Now, during that tribulation period, it's going to like weed out. Like there basically will be a second chance for the non-believers to be like, oh, my fucking God, I was so wrong that time when all the people of the planet disappeared and they all happened to only be Christians. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I I recant. On my non-believer ways, I'm suddenly a Christian now. Can I go too? And God sucks them up too. Wait, 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 wait. We've we've gone. So what happened to non-believers before the tribulation happened? Did they just go straight to hell? No, 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 no. We're still in. No, no, no. I, I know, I know. But I'm saying, like, in this, in this, in this um, model of of end times, right, where revelation is going to happen and then the tribulation is going to happen. First is the rapture. Right. Right. Then is the seven years of travel, tribulation. Sure. Everybody's left on earth. I understand. But okay. let's, I'm asking a question here. What is your question? My question is, prior to this, everybody that died prior to the rapture and the, the tribulation, all the people that ever died. So like my grandma all of history, a few years ago. Yeah. Okay. If they were a non-believer, what happened to them? Did they go to hell? Um. Sure. Why not? I don't so know. why do these people in this specific time, according to Christians, during this tribulation, get to choose. Why don't they just get to go to hell like everybody else? I don't know. It depends on which Christian you ask as to whether hell is real or not, whether hell is eternal, whether non-believers who are good actually go to hell or if they go to a waiting room or if they get a choice and then they're like in a heaven lobby. I, I don't know mm, okay. all the ins and outs. Okay? I'm just, it seems really dumb. The whole system is dumb. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm aware. The whole system makes no fucking sense. Right. It just, I don't see how, because let me I don't see how this. Christians can make this make sense in their head. That's let all. me ask you this. So tomorrow you get hit by a car, right? Yeah. And your soul comes across Jesus or whom the fuck ever. Sure. And they say, guess what? You were wrong. Husband, you were so fucking wrong. Right. Um, there is a God, I am an angel, or I am Jesus, or I am whoever the fuck is the greeting card person. I'd have lots of questions. Right. But if they were like, heaven or hell, which do you choose? I, I, I mean. You get a choice, right? If you get the choice, don't you be like, oh, well, I guess if I was wrong and there's angels. Then I'm going to go to heaven. I I choose God, I guess. Right. It's better up there, right? Maybe. I, I don't know. I don't want to burn in the Is it really fires? hot down there or are there still cool people down in hell? Like, what's going on here? Because I don't know. Okay, but l- let's say that you're not a smartass and that <laughs> you are really, like, three seconds to make this choice. You're either going to burn for eternity. Okay. Or you have the choice, Jesus choose, Christ yeah, is real, sure. and Jesus, you have to go to yeah. heaven. I mean, whatever, sure. The angel is right there in your fucking face. Yeah. Why wouldn't no, you? I, I, I agree. I'm right? agreeing. I'm agreeing. Like. That, okay, you have just literally given me proof of your existence. Of course I'm going to choose. That That is a dumb question. That makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Right? Right. So, like, all you had to do was do that on Earth. Why right. did you have That's to wait till I That's my problem with the whole thing. Like, what is, why, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. 
So, anyways, that's the apologist thing. Yeah. Um, okay. In the days of the Great Tribulation, which I just explained. Yes. The earth will not be literally empty, which it says in the... Um, the one, the second one, the one that says, behold, the Lord makes the earth empty yeah. and makes it waste. Mm -hmm. Now, see, in ours, it said the Lord is going to lay waste the earth and devastate it. He'll ruin its face and scatter its inhabitants. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it didn't say it was going to make it empty. Okay. But in the King James, it does. So they got to have an apologist for it rather than just say King James version sucks and we interpreted it wrong. But right. it has these thousand those. So we have to, like, use it forever because real Christians do or whatever Real questions quote unquote quote unquote right so okay in the days of the great tribulation the earth will actually not be literally empty but isaiah's poetic description applies nonetheless because the earth will seem empty in many places mm. more than one third of humanity will die in the judgments of the great tribulation according to revelation chapter 9 making the area's hardest hit seem as if the earth were empty. And we're referencing this as part of Revelations because apparently it ties in with this these three chapters or four chapters in Isaiah. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, yes. All right. I'm just making sure. I had a really hard time trying to separate all of my studying of this from Christian apologists. so intermingled. Revelation. Also from New Testament stuff that right. references these things. Got yes. It. it is very intertangled. In intertangled? I said intermingled. Intermingled, entangled. Yeah, Got it. Okay. Yeah. So then we get into the reason for the judgment. Okay. okay. So what's the reason for the judgment? God's a dick. God is a dick. Um, in God's opinion, people have overstepped the boundaries with each other. They've rewritten the rules as they are fit and as he sees fit and broken covenants by turning away from God. Mm. Okay. Okay. So th this is three separate crimes. They are bad to each other. They um, rewrite the rules. Yeah. Um, that would be like um, what we do today when we're like, um, you don't have to follow all the Ten Commandments. Just be a good person. Sure. Right? Sure. Um, or, um, and they also turned away from God, which that would be the biggest one that right. I would think would piss God off. Yeah. Okay. So those are the big reasons for his judgment. Okay. okay? Mm -hmm. So the next verses cover the scene of judgment. The parting will come to an end and the cities will be stricken with desolation. Okay. okay? Then we talk about the glory of God and the woe of man. Mm. Now, some followers of God will... Um, lift up their voices during the time of tribulation and they will be saved. And then I wrote, so yay for them, I guess. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was about done with this bullshit by then. Yeah. So I was like, this well, is Well, and dumb. it's kind of not, it, it is relevant, but it's only relevant if we're, we're mixing together, you know, Revelations and Isaiah. You keep Isa saying Revelations. Revelation, uh, sorry. Plural. Right. It's just one revelation. It's just one revelation. I knew that. Yep. Um, we're mixing together Revelation and Isaiah. And mm -hmm. if we're to read Isaiah without taking other books, other books into account, it just sounds like a dark prophecy of some type and God's fucking had it. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I don't know. I'm, and we're going to have the same problem, FYI, when we come to Jeremiah. Okay. Because Jeremiah is also a prophet and his shit also gets tangled up with the book of Revelation. Got it. So, Got it. 
And I'm not saying that we shouldn't take this into account, but maybe we bring it up more so when we get to Revelation as opposed to mm-hmm. now. Because right. I'm I'm struggling to understand what we're talking about with regard to Revelation because I, I've never read the Bible. So right. I don't know what's going on in that, that right. aspect of things. So it's... But I, I do know that what we read was very dark and world-ending and... Mm-hmm. And Isaiah is saying basically God's a dick and is going to ruin everything. Yeah. So that's what I understand, you yes. know, as far as from what we've read. I don't. And, think... I, and I know enough about Revelation to know that it's yep. not good. So it's that it's yeah. that God is a dick and He's going to ruin everything. Right. I mean, yeah. There's pretty much no other way to say it. Exactly. So I, we're going to have more of that. Yes. Okay. okay. All right. Yep. So this chapter continues with. The judgment of the Lord will always be completed. So remember when there was like snares and traps and nets and whatever. And we were like, what is going on? And I was like trying to explain that um, he going to get you. Right, right. And it doesn't matter which way you go. He's always going to get you in the end. Yeah, because when you crawl out of the pit, there's a snare there waiting for you. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. So that's exactly correct. God's judgment is inescapable. If you escape the fear, you'll fall into the pit. If you escape the pit, you'll fall into the snare. God's judgment has enough backup plans to catch everyone. And then I added the note saying he's a wily bastard. Mm, yeah. Mm. So there's that. Yeah. Okay. So then we go on to talk about the intensity of the judgments of the Lord touching everything. So. Why has he got to touch everything? That's gross. <laughs> Everybody's going to feel this. Okay. All. Okay. <laughs> yes. And then chapter 24 wraps up with. The judgment of the Lord will touch every one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The powers in heaven that it talks about, mm-hmm. there's two interpretations, and it depends on um, if you are an actual scholar or a Christian apologist. Okay? okay. So the Christian apologists say that the powers in heaven likely refer to rebellious angels that are to be judged at the end of the age and imprisoned in the pit. Until the final rebellion at the end of the millennium, which we will read more about in Revelation chapter 20. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's why Christian apologists. Sounds like an interesting um, theory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Other interpretations. (laughs) Other interpretations. So anyway, when we talk about scholars interpreting actual language and history. Right. State that the powers of heaven are the sun, the moon, and the stars. As referenced in um, Genesis like the first that makes few sentences. a lot more logical sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, it it feels it feels like the the Christian apologists take this like fantasy land turn when they get to the their interpretations of the Bible. Yeah, they're like, how crazy and bullshitty can we make this whole thing? Mm-hmm. Let's make it into like a fantasy novel. That's uh, let's forget that the Greeks were ever involved and just make our own thing. Right? How do how can we make this fit for what we want it to fit? How do we put these last few chapters that are scary in the Old Testament and turn them into New Testament material? Right, right. Because that's, I mean, all the other stuff, nobody really references that stuff in New Testament right. terms. But all of these final chapters of the Old Testament, they're all just like set up for New Testament yeah. It's what it feels like. It's, sure. It, and I think it feels like that because the Christians have made it feel like that. I kind right. of, I, I'm very resentful of it because I'm like, I don't want to study that yet. I'm still trying to study this from 
the Jewish perspective, this material belongs to them. Right. So. Yeah, no, that that was part of, that's, that's why I drew you back from mm-hmm. the Revelation thing for just a minute, because I, I wanted to recognize that we are still not there yet. Right. And but even when we get there, it's going to be difficult to separate it from the Christian apologist perspective. Right. No, it definitely will Even be. Even more so at that point. Especially since our intent is to read the New Testament and all of it. So Right. Yeah. Right. I got you. I got so you. I, I just keep putting it out there because it is out there and it will lend to our understanding of this book as a whole. Sure. And that's what we're trying to get to. Okay. All right. Is my understanding. Yeah. No, I just, I'm, I guess what I was saying is that maybe we could cover it more in depth when we get to Revelation or get yeah. to some of the books later on in the New Testament. Sure. And come back and revisit some of this stuff from that perspective then. And I think that we will definitely have to do that. Right. Right. All right. Well, you got anything else for us today? That was the Q&A. Sorry for how lengthy it is, but you know. It is what it is. Sometimes you just have a million questions and you don't know what the fuck is going on. Like you said, it's a good thing we didn't read all five chapters this week. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) All right. um, So I'll have the weekly wrap out here out in just a little bit after we get this one released. And then we will be back on Monday with... Isaiah chapter 25. All right. We'll see you guys then. Yep. Bye. Hey, wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh, my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.